You're listening to the Calm Mind Toolkit podcast, where I will be chatting with a range of health and wellness professionals who will be sharing their tools and experiences around physical and mental health. I'm your host, Helen Stammers, occupational therapist and founder of the Calm Mind Toolkit, and I'm here to help you build your toolkit of skills in resilience, confidence, and calm. Let's get started with today's conversation. So hi, Katie, welcome to the podcast. Hello, thank you for inviting me. You're very welcome. So I just thought we'd start with finding out a little bit more about what you do and what brought you into doing counselling and psychotherapy. Okay, um, so I'm an integrative counselling psychotherapist, which is a bit of a mouthful, I know. Um, so basically the integrative part just means that I use lots of different approaches and theories which in the way that I work because I believe that everybody's different. So a different approach from for each person just allows me to sort of tailor that um, and the counselling psychotherapist part is just the title of what I do um, explained a bit more simply I listen to people talk about their lives their thoughts mm. feelings struggles whatever is going on in their life the unique thing about counselling and psychotherapy is the, obviously the therapist is coming from a completely objective space so there's no attachment to an outcome for the client whereas kind of if they talk to a friend or a family member obviously there's an emotional attachment there so they've got a vested interest they might want to give advice or be mm -hmm. obviously looking out for the person in a caring way and meaning well but with counseling and psychotherapy it's ob completely objective it's talking to a stranger so that can be really helpful in itself um, because of the impartialness of it um, yeah. I wonder if it's kind of that you don't have any of those yeah preconceived ideas about who you are or any sort of pressure yeah you can be completely open but I also yeah. I wonder talk, talking to a complete stranger is also strange as well yes yeah definitely I think I've definitely had lots of clients say to me sort of over the years that I've been doing it oh it just feels so strange to be sitting here um others not so much I, th I think mm. again everybody's different aren't they we're all some people are more open and able to talk more freely others are more introverted naturally um, and it is a complete stranger it takes time for the trust to build whether you're an introvert or an extrovert yeah. personality I think because I know from being a, a counselling client myself which kind of ties into the other part of your question of how I got into becoming a counsellor in the first place sort of being a client myself and feeling that the things that you kind of know that you want to talk about but not knowing how to even bring those out with this stranger sat in front of you it, mm. it can be um yeah daunting but then I from my own personal experience as a client it can feel very liberating as well to actually say some things out loud that you've kept in for a long time to someone who doesn't know you You've got that confidentiality that is in counselling, which if you're talking to sort of like a friend or someone else, again, that, that's not, not kind of guaranteed. Yeah, definitely. So do you feel like it's helped sort of being a client yourself? Does it yes. make a different sort of counsellor? I think so. Yeah. Um, so I, for years before I become a counsellor, I worked in the corporate world in the city and in offices in Essex and Hertfordshire mm -hmm. and I always kind of enjoyed the work but I felt like it wasn't really true to who I was I had a lot of pain that I hadn't processed 
and that was coming out in my behaviours and the choices I was making, causing more problems. Everything was just really chaotic in my life. So I went to counselling and I met an absolutely amazing lady who literally changed my life. I worked with her for two years. Um, as we just said, it took time for trust to develop and for me to open up to her. But once I started to let all of that out, I, it really made me feel differently about myself and my sense of worth. And mm. it made me feel like I want to be able to be that for other people, what, mm. what she had been for me. So at, at first I started with evening classes to train to be a counsellor. And then I kind of bit, bit the bullet, so to speak, and left my job and then enrolled for the degree and completely re retrained. So I've always got at the back of my mind those feelings of when I, how daunted I felt when I mm. um, went for counselling for the first time, like not knowing what to expect and not knowing, not knowing if I would be judged for all these things that was mm. going on in my life, like that to share them with somebody. And yeah. yeah, it was just, it was inspirational, I guess, really inspirational. But I always try and hold that in mind when I'm working with clients. I remember those feelings. So when I'm meeting mm. people, especially for that first session, like I just try to be as warm and as accepting and as understanding as I possibly can to help that person feel comfortable. Yeah, because it feels like the it, the relationship is really, really important. I think some people that have been to counselling before and maybe didn't have that click or didn't have that yeah. trusting relationship and then they think, well, counselling isn't really for me. But I wonder, actually, yeah. it might not be counselling. It might be just the fit or the time. or Definitely. Yeah, definitely. I definitely agree with what you're saying there because we've all got such different, unique personalities and we don't click with everybody. And mm. that's okay. Like, it's okay to not click with people. But if a client doesn't understand that, as you say, they might sort of assume that that was their experience in, of counselling as a whole. And it's just not for them. It it does. It's not going to work for them. And they kind of discount it when really they could go and work with a different person who's a different fit or maybe has a different approach to the way that they work um, that fits with the person better. Um, and then it'll be a completely different experience. So I always try to offer like a free telephone consultation so that the client can just speak to me just for 10 to 15 minutes right. and get a feel. And I know obviously it's a limited amount of time. They still might come to the first session and not have that click. But often when you speak to someone in those calls, you get a feel for if you click with each other and if you're able to help them. Mm. Yeah, so it's sort of feeling... There's no expectation necessarily. There's no judgment. Um, no, that's it. It's quite, quite a secure place to be able to, to be. Yeah. Um, do you feel like, you know, with there is more, I think, conversations going on about mental health and accessing help. Um, mm. Do you feel like it's changing or do you feel like, I don't know how much there's still a stigma around going to see a counsellor, whether it's something that people kind of keep to themselves or is there still that yeah um I think there sadly I think there is still a stigma attached um but it's different with different people I guess we're trying as a nation um and throughout the world to start counseling at a young age now I think in primary schools there's counsellors in secondary schools I think that presence of having counselling in school and having their experience of counselling at a younger age will possibly make it more accepting for people to return to it throughout their life I've had experiences myself of working with people when they have been worried about coming into where the venue's going to be, where it's positioned, possibly bumping into people they know, like that kind mm -hmm. of thing. So for me, that would suggest that there is still stigma there because 
underneath that there may be like a feeling that they're going to be judged for going for it but I think like with counselling it's some people may have the can like the misconception that it's all about if you're ill or you're suffering trauma or it's not always about that it counselling mm-hmm. can be for wellness as well to sort mm-hmm. of a, about positive mental health and about you know having that space to process your emotions or to work out a life decision that might be looming and, and that kind of thing like there's so much more to it I just I feel yeah. that the more the conversation is flowing like there's lots and lots of social media and Instagram accounts now isn't there that are promoting constantly with the conversation about counselling and therapy and and mental health which I think is brilliant yeah definitely I think it's it's how to see it as a as a way to maintain your health like you'd do exercise or eat healthy yeah or you don't have to be then really unwell so you don't have to be depressed or you know not be able to kind of go out of your house it could just be yeah space to talk yeah it's like a form of self-care isn't it I think Mm. I always think of it as a form of self-care and as you quite rightly said it's you look after your body or people look after their body through exercise and diet and sleeping well and this is looking after the mental mental health part of your body yeah so like how does counseling compare to say because like you said there's lots of self-help stuff out there you know Mm. on Instagram and you know I do that myself so all these different self-help books and there's so many brilliant resources but when do you sort of maybe go down that route or go down the counselling route what do you feel kind of counselling gives you that's different maybe to um I I think people are often surprised to um be told or to understand that counsellors don't give advice so for me, counselling is about helping a client and empowering a client to um, come to their own conclusions about things mm. and to figure things out for themselves. And I think obviously self-help books and posts and things like that have a part in that journey. But with counselling, it's that confidential individual space for that person so obviously a self-help book if we use that as an example is written generically isn't it to help people in general whereas counseling is for that individual person or couples if it's couple counseling or family counseling it's targeted to that person it's their space to offload and to just be how they need to be and explore what they need to explore because I think if we say for example if we followed an account on Instagram with really good advice if you like about depression things that can help things that can hinder and to normalize depression for lots of people feeling it there's obviously depression is experienced different to each individual still so counseling gives that space for the individual's expression and experience of the depression whereas self-help social media everything it's giving information more generically that's yeah. the kind of way that I would see it yeah that's all so it's a real more of a personal bespoke kind of experience yeah what do you feel sort of someone who's maybe thinking about going for counselling when do you know to kind of take that step what sort of maybe are the sort of the signs to think well maybe I need to give this a go do you feel like there's any particular signs or yeah I think I think the difficult thing is life is is hard. It can be hard and there's lots of ups and downs and things could be going really well and then not and life events happen, change happens. We sadly, we lose people. That's part of life. Counselling's not going to get rid of the, those struggles that come up, but mm. it might help a person to become more resilient with those struggles. So I would say it, for me, 
knowing that I would need to go to counselling or if there's someone out there wondering, it's how much what is going on in your life is affecting your day-to-day living. If you're really finding it hard to cope or you're reaching for unhealthy coping strategies more so, you might be drinking more than usual, you might be using drugs to sort of minimise pain. Some people express pain through self-harming because they can't get the words out. Anything that is really debilitating your life where you think, I can't carry on like this, will be a time to reach for counselling, I think, or, or some sort of support. But then also there's the, uh, the flip side of that is what we just spoke about a minute ago when some people come to counselling to help to stop them getting from that to that breaking point. Yeah. You know, because they can come for counselling each week and literally offload about what's going on in their life, reach new understanding about it, realise that they're thinking about it in, in a certain way or repeating a pattern that they might not have realised if they didn't have that space for an objective conversation. Yeah. So there's there's kind of two ways of looking at it, I think, for me. Yeah. We're into all these patterns, aren't we, and habits. And until we sort of step back, it's really interesting how you can start to go, oh, yeah, I do that all the time without yeah. thinking. So, yeah, it, it kind of shines a light on it, doesn't it? I think yeah. it shines a light on patterns and stuff. And awareness is everything. And I think a brilliant thing that you get from going to counselling is a development of your self-awareness and becoming aware of things that might not be there and once they're there and you're aware of them a pattern for example of behavior that you might keep doing every time you're triggered with something once you've got that awareness you can break that pattern and even though you might repeat it for a while because it's no quick fix or no easy cure but if something's not in your awareness you've not really got any chance of making a change to it yeah, it's giving yourself a bit of a chance to actually not have to stay in the same place. Yes, yeah. What In terms of someone coming along, what would you say it's kind of like? So if someone was going to kind of call you up and come to the session, just so, because I think sometimes that can be a, a barrier is just that unknown, that uncertainty. Yeah. So, you know, I wondered if anyone's thinking about going counselling, what what they might expect it to be like it to feel like in a, in terms of sort of feeling a bit more familiar with the process um well I can speak from the counseling that I offer I know everybody pro- might do things differently but just if somebody was to approach me um for counseling as I mentioned before I try to offer if people want it they don't always want it but I offer that tele initial telephone conversation which can break the ice a little bit for some people because they've actually spoke to me before they meet up with me so with a first session basically the client will come in and meet with me and there'll be some forms that we normally fill in on the first session so it's called like a client counsellor agreement I call it and it's like a working agreement and it covers things like confidentiality restrictions because there are some restrictions obviously to do with the law and child protection and stuff so I, Mm. I go over that with my client because then I feel that if they know what the limitations are they can choose what they want to share with me so I like to be as open as possible with everything things like GDPR privacy policies cancellation policy anything like that so that the client is really clear on everything and Mm. can tell me that they're happy to agree with and go ahead with that and then there's just a contact information sheet and those kind of things so there's a little bit of admin that we do at the the beginning and then I'll usually just ask them what has brought them to counselling at this time and let them start Mm. and I'm very client-led I just let the client talk and just my aim is to understand what it's like for the client to 
live their life and be in their shoes and go through what they're going through and to yeah. communicate that understanding are most important that acceptance and the validation mm -hmm. of the feelings that they're feeling and just create a, yeah hopefully a safe warm accepting space for them to just talk about what they need to talk about and I really believe that the conversation goes where it needs to go I'm yeah I'm, I'm client-led um if I sort of hear something I'll, I'll feel that the client has said a couple of times it'll give me a clue that it's very important to them so I'll sort of reflect that back to them and yeah mm -hmm. we just basically work on what they want to bring some people will mm -hmm. talk about something that's happened that week other people want to go further back and say this happened to me three years ago and I feel like I need to talk about that so very often um, clients will come in and say I don't really know what to talk about today. This not usually so much on a first session because the first session clients tend to have lots of things they want to talk yeah. about. But subsequent sessions, people might, it's very, very common for people to say, I was cut driving here or walking here and thinking I've got not got a clue what I'll talk about. Mm -hmm. And by the end of the session, they're literally like, I don't know where all that come from <laughs> because I was, I didn't have anything to talk about. Yeah. And then I did. So I, I just really believe that things go where they're supposed to go to yeah. help and benefit that person yeah so not necessarily having an agenda but sort of letting it flow and go yeah are you on instagram then i am yes so <laughs> i'm on instagram as katie acton counseling and i've also got a website which has got lots and lots of information about my experience my training clients that i've worked with um the types of therapy that i offer um i do some workshops as well on um, worry and faults so all of the information is on there and then there's information on there of how they can contact me if they're thinking of counselling or they want to book on a workshop and I can help them with that from there. Oh, brilliant. It's been so interesting. I think it's so important for people to kind of really understand from a counsellor's point of view how, how they see the experience and I think some reassurance that actually it's it's normal and I think we need to yeah encourage everyone to to make it more normal and yeah acceptable and um and I think actually it's a, it's a positive thing and I think from what you were saying before just speaking to someone might be enough in itself just that place offload could be therapeutic it doesn't necessarily need to have any specific answer it's being able to to share and open up and feel feel not judged or that that your emotions and thoughts are are valid yeah definitely because I think and again this is me speaking from my experience as a client as well because mm. as I said being a client led me to counseling and when I was training I had two years of therapy as well because that was um, a prerequisite of our, of our training course to be in therapy at the same time I feel like being able to say how I, I felt in counseling without somebody sort of saying to me really well-meaning and probably coming from a loving place if it's a friend or a loved one why don't you try this or have you thought about that yeah. or and they really mean well and but it's nice in counseling to just be able to say it all and have it and feel understood and yeah. valid for feeling like that without trying to fix or solve or come up with a, a solution just to feel heard and to get it out without worrying about I don't know even if worrying about offending the other person or anything yeah because I think with friends or partners because of there's this real need to want to help each other so like you said a really well well-meaning place it just yeah. sometimes that gets in the way because you can't just sit with someone and let them have 
that thought or that feeling it's like oh what should we do about it let's fix yeah and in a way that sort of the message is there's something wrong about what you're experiencing um yeah that we need to change or or get rid of but it's not always what we what we need no that's right and the thing is with feelings and emotions like they come and they go don't they they're not permanent it's like Mm. being happy we want to be content and happy but even being happy is not a permanent state and I think we want our loved ones and people we care about to be happy. I mean, I want my clients to be happy as well. Of course I do. But I feel that it's being able to sit with someone and let them be however they need to be, to feel however they want to feel. If they want to feel really, really angry and rant and rave and shout, that's absolutely fine. I can hold that space for them. Yeah. And I think that is what is really unique about counselling and really cathartic and helpful to people just being able to be how you need to be yeah thank you so much for talking with me it's been so helpful and and hopefully people will feel a bit more confident in in reaching out yeah thank you for having me I've really enjoyed chatting to you and it's yeah it's nice to just have this space that we've had this morning to just talk about it and hopefully just get the conversation for other people just getting them thinking about counselling in a different way yeah and and reaching out for help yeah brilliant thank you thanks so much for joining me for the first episode of the Calm Mind Talk It podcast. In the next episode, I'll be joined by Heather Turner from Therapy HQ, sharing all her knowledge about reflexology and how it can help with many health concerns. I hope you'll join us there.